Welcome to the Career Fluencer Podcast. This is Macy Villars. I'm a market manager and photographer currently based out of Fort Worth, Texas. let people's actions speak for themselves. You don't, you never know who you're going to work with. I wanted to leave. He knew I wanted to leave, but he decided to keep my money. Remember that business is first and just, you know, try not to get too deep in your feelings. When I was about, gosh, 17, I had to take a mandatory art class at high school and they wanted us to bring back photos. Well, I grew up kind of poor. Um, My family didn't have a lot of money. And so I didn't really have the finances to have a camera. This was before phones were even cameras. Um, So my art teacher said, here, borrow my film camera, take it with you over Thanksgiving break and bring back film and we'll develop it and we'll see what happens. There was this ugly old red wagon sitting in the yard. And so I grabbed a couple shots of that along with random stuff in the yard, fire pit, you know, things that kids take pictures of. And I brought it back and that photo, um, of this ugly little red wagon, I actually won a scholarship uh, off of a huge uh, art competition that we went to. Yeah, I won a key scholarship from there and was able to go to a summer school course for painting and stuff. And I really found a passion for art, specifically photography. So from that point, I knew I wanted to be a photographer. Um, what kind of photographer? I wasn't sure. So I went to this prestigious art school in um, North Texas. I ended up starting the whole course, failed out of the program twice. I didn't make it in because you have to take this crazy long test. They only let in certain people. So um, finally got in on the second time and um, graduated with my photography degree uh, with honors. And um, it was a magical, magical moment. I had actually minored in business, though, because in my head, you know, art businesses need someone to also manage finances and things. So I didn't want to go into it blind. Um, I got my first photography job out of college and started working as a full-time photographer. I trying to figure out if that's really what I wanted to do. And because again, from leaving high school, I wanted to be an artist, right? Like the school I went to is all about fine art and being in galleries and working in that in museums and in that industry and making sure that you are fully immersed in the culture and that you're making work. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Last couple of months getting my degree, I worked for a gallery and (laughs) I hated it. It was the worst experience of my life. Uh, Working full time in an art gallery uh, like that one was horrific. The people were rude. Everyone wanted something that you couldn't give them. They wanted to be the special attention. And I mean, I wasn't getting paid enough to really enjoy it anyway. So I actually left there after about six weeks. I gave it the good old college try and um, realized that maybe fine art isn't the answer. And I was pretty devastated, actually. Um, I didn't know what to do. So I randomly applied for this little studio. It was a high-end photography studio and I got the job as a studio manager. I'd go on shoots, hold the lights, clean the studio, um, take notes during sales sessions and work on the social media marketing and editing. So sounds like a lot. And then spent three years working my way up to actually being the head photographer and running the studio myself. Everything from sales to marketing to the actual photo work, I did all of it. I'm making fairly good money doing this, but 
I never revisited my contract. So my contract the entire time was for studio assistant. It's commission-based. So when you work commission, you never really know what your next check is going to look like. It could be an extra grand on top of what you're making that week based on your salary, or it could be $3. Being in that situation and being somebody with a lot of student loans and somebody who has a family and who wants to start my own family and have a home and um, it just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me. So I went back to school where I went and got my photography degree and went and got my master's in business with a concentration of marketing. Um, it was a long, long couple of years. And when I graduated with it, uh, I looked back and saw that I was working two full-time jobs to try to cover ends meet. Uh, we found out eventually that money was not being paid out accordingly. So because I was commission-based, um, and I also ran the sales. I knew exactly how much we were getting paid. And I finally sat down to the, the numbers and it turned out that he was siphoning money off of me. Um, that was a huge reality check. A hundred, like a huge, like, oh, wow, this person's really not someone that cares for me. And this is somebody that I gotten really close with who would make random jokes. We'd get drinks together. Like, you know, I hung out with his family to babysit his kids and I would house it for them when they were on vacation. You know, someone that I thought was a friend. And when you look back at it and you realize, oh, wait, I'm being used for all these things. I'm just an employee to them. And he doesn't think he thinks I'm not smart enough to catch the money siphoning. Um, it hurts your heart a little bit because you want to believe the best in people and you want to go into situations and think, you know what, this is going to be really good for me. This is healthy. Um, he had been encouraging me to start my own business on the side sometimes. And we were talking about a partnership um, until I found the money. <laughs> and once that happened, things escalated really quickly. Um, he got very nasty towards me. I had um, started applying for new jobs and got a job at this great place that was marketing centric. And I, when I told him and I said, you know, I'd still like to work part time, but I want, I want the, the money you owe me. And it had been, especially for me, a significant amount. And he shut down completely and, um, walked out right as my client's walking in someone that I've worked with before many times. He immediately um, walked me out of the studio with a client coming in. I had a, a session scheduled that afternoon. Um, he walked me out in front of her and totally embarrassed me. As I'm getting walked out in front of this client by a very angry owner, I was shocked. I think I felt so powerless because all I had asked for was the money I was owed. I didn't ask for a cent more than that. I had Excel documents working through every single cell we had, what my commission should have been and how much it should have been paid and then my payment receipts. Um, so I had, I had the facts and I had it all laid out for him. And I think at the end of it, he just didn't have the money. But instead of just saying that and working it out with me, he embarrassed me um, and then completely cut me off. Again, for a mid 20 someone who has a bunch of student bills, who has a bunch of credit card debt on top of that, because I'd been working for this person and, you know, paying for my gas on credit cards and really not making a whole lot of money and just lost. I didn't know what to do. Um, I'd gone on a couple interviews because I kind of felt like, you know, it was coming up and, um, you know, everything has their different upbringings and everything. But I had never been fired from anywhere before. And again, I'm 23. Um, 
staring into the abyss, um, sitting in my car. And it was, oh gosh, when was it? It was in the middle of the summer. I'm sweating in my car. So as I'm sitting there sobbing, um, so wild thinking back about it, I got an update from the company I had interviewed with getting notified that I was hired. I got the job and it was in a pay increase. I was going to have health insurance for the first time in my life. It was a huge uh, mood lifter for sure. The fact that I got that job that day, I think is something that is almost supernatural <laughs> since um, just because it, it's amazing when that stuff happens. Sometimes it just works like that. I can't say that it's always going to be that way. Um, but I think I've got some sort of guardian angel looking out for me because had it not been for that job, I would have been so lost. Um, still to this day, again, a little lost about the whole situation just because of the way it happened. But um, I was angry for a long time. And, you know, all everyone's like, well, you know, you can pursue legal action. And um, but here's the thing. My contract didn't have anything about commissions in it. And I have not seen or heard another cent from him. Nothing. I went into the corporate world. It was a very difficult change of career. It was left a little sour taste in my mouth. And um, I decided to completely put my equipment down. And it was really, uh, gosh, I wasn't able to really bring myself to do any photo shoots because I had a non-compete. Even if you're working somewhere very small, watch your contracts because I did not. And um, anyone that's in the photo business or the art world understands that a non-compete is deafening. Um, you cannot do anything with it. And because photography is such a vague area and I knew him very well and I knew that he had great lawyers, um, I was unable to work in the photo world for 18 months. I could not pick up a camera and get paid for it for 18 months. And that was probably the longest year and a half of my life. It was very upsetting. Um, I would have friends come to me asking, hey, can you shoot this for me? And I'd have to say, you can buy me a bottle of wine instead, I guess. I, it has to be a gift and I can't, um, I can't do it. And I would go from literally charging people thousands of dollars for my shoots to accepting a bottle of wine as payment instead. Um, so when you get hurt like that, and it's not really so much being hurt. It's just, it's a, it's a huge slap upside the head. Like, you know, you have this amazing master's degree now. Um, you're smart. You know, you worked really hard with this person. How could you not have stopped and checked your contract? How could you have trusted so blindly to get thrown into a situation that you're thrown in? If you don't have it written down, you can't prove it to anybody that was something that was said. Um, so my boss is now probably think I'm insane. Um, but anytime we're in, um, a yearly review or if we have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and they say, oh, you can have this PTO for free. This day is yours. Um, not a problem. I say, cool. That's great. Can you send me an email about that? I, I just don't take anything for granted anymore. Um, cause you can't, and it cost me a lot of money last time and it's not something that I'm comfortable or feel good about doing and it doesn't matter it's not a trust issue um it's just a analytical way to think through taking and receiving items given from people who are authoritative over you um so again a little cynical but it's not that i'm trying to say you know that everyone's out to get you or that you know people don't care cuz they do there's people that do care but when put in a business situation you just need to keep in mind. Um, it was really deafening for me. It was hard. Um, 
to lose your creative outlet and not be able to feel like you can just go do what you want and your friends see it, it's hard. And, you know, I had to make this huge switch from, you know, being creative all the time to being a corporate person, um, which if anyone has ever made that switch, it is very hard and it's very different from having all this time to getting to do what I want when I wanted to not and then also to not be able to use my camera. Um, so it was a really dark five-month period, um, but I was sitting with some friends at brunch and she looked at me and she goes, so did you know that he's out of business? And it was like, God, like six, seven months after I got walked out. I said, I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Um, and she said, yeah, he was shut down. He does not, he's no longer an operating business. And for me, it was like a huge weight was just come off my soul. Like I can't even, I think I started crying in the middle of brunch, which like over mimosas is of course like the silliest thing you could possibly do because, you know, it's brunch. Um, but I was just overwhelmed with relief because here I am sitting here trying to be as careful as possible while still trying to shoot when I can. And now I realize like I didn't have to be like that. And I just I wasn't sure I was going to ever be able to pick up a camera again because when you get that bitter, you're just like sad all the time. <laughs> as soon as we were done having brunch, I ran home and I texted a friend of mine and said, let's go shoot. And that was able to start taking people in again. I didn't really think about opening my own photography business for a long time because it was something on the side. It was something I was like fun doing. And I just... I didn't think I was going to be popular enough. Um, but then last year I started getting more shoots than I ever thought I would. But yeah, my mom <laughs> specifically wants me to go full-time photographer. Um, and I'm not quite sure that's ever something I want to do again. Um, I've really fallen in love with the corporate life, uh, which is again, crazy to say, but I thrive under structure, I find out. And, um, I like the strategy behind marketing. Uh, there's something really cool about being able to build out a campaign and seeing it come to fruition and then actually bring people to your business. And that's because they want to be there, not because you're tricking them into something or you're making them feel like they can't do it on their own. You're just showing them a better way to market their business. So I think I have a really big fascination with what I do. And so the photography on the side is just a really great way for me to make a little bit more money because, again, I still have those beautiful student loans and um, get a little creative outlet for myself. My biggest takeaway, I think, is to not back down. Just because someone disagrees with you or makes you feel like you are wrong or that, you know, what you're saying is nuts, that does not necessarily mean that you're wrong. Um, don't, you know, like, just, don't just say, okay, thanks. I loved working with you. Goodbye. No, like, get your money get what's owed to you, especially if you know what's owed to you. Now, don't be crazy. Don't, you know, beat someone's door down. But if you if you're in a similar situation to what I went through where, you know, you thought you had your passion and this was somewhere that you were dead set on and, you know, you're just trying to make yourself better. Then someone comes in and says you're not good enough or you didn't hit the markers or, of course, you're ridiculous. You're silly for thinking I owe you that money. Don't back down. Don't let someone tell you that you did not do enough because usually that's crap. You know, like you're usually doing the most you can and that should be enough. If you know for a fact that person owes you your money, 
and that's something that you desperately need in order to make it in your life and you know that they're wrong, make sure people know about it. 